Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. Well, today, guys, I am very excited because I have a really amazing guest with me today. I have the adorable Miss Adora Evans, and uh, I have a funny story about that. My autocorrect, when I went to put her name in, changed it to adorable. However, when I met her today, I can tell you that it was absolutely a correct description of her. She is adorable, and she is the author of Majestic Money, 30-Day Femme Manifesting Game, and she also is a celebrity connector for the movie The Secret. She sort of helped kind of connect people together for that movie, which I think is such an amazing thing. And she's here to talk to us today about manifesting using our femme power and also not being afraid of money. And she has a very interesting story. So please help me in welcoming her. Hello, Adora. How are you today? Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Autocorrect, for the built-in compliment and for backing backing up <laughs> that. I appreciate it. I, I receive it deeply. Yes. Yes, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome because the only thing Autocorrect ever changed my name to was it changed my last name to Batman for one of my students. So then I became known as Mrs. Batman for the whole year, which was not <laughs> adorable. I can tell you that. Well, maybe, maybe we can redefine that today. I re and Adora, when she wasn't, when I was in middle school, there was She-Ra or oh, yes. elementary school. Mm -hmm. And when She-Ra wasn't She-Ra, she was Adora. And everyone called me She-Ra and I hated it so much until, you know, now I'm a super fan. I've got a t-shirt on the way. I'm like, she's pretty awesome. The princess of power. Totally awesome. Right? And the, I was looking her up yesterday. She's the protector of the crystal castle. My middle name oh, is Crystal. Oh my gosh. That I know. That's perfect. That's so maybe that Batman was a wink from the from the universe that you're like Batwoman. You have some kind of superpowers working. Go. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna accept that. I that's how I am gonna see that from now on. Thank you for showing me a different way to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself because you have a very interesting background. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, successful people, they were just born successful. And you were saying that. You did not grow up in a rich household. So tell us about your background. Yeah, so I think, you know, humanity in general, where we've got, we're interesting, right? And we are all born into different parts of the fabric of humanity. And it's that whole, the grass is greener over on one side. It's always easy to make your problems the biggest problems and the reason that, you know, life is, whatever, at least that's how I felt. Um, but I, so like many people, and especially people in my industry or the self-development industry, uh, I faced some challenges and they were amplified by my perception and stories about those challenges. So I lived with friends or on my own from the age of 15. I was molested age 8 to 12. I grew up on welfare. Um, I was living on my own at 18 in a boarded up home without electricity. 
I didn't have electricity because I was buying clothes and jewelry instead of electricity with the little bit of money that I had. But um, yeah, and, and I, at that time, I'd already been divorced. So I got married in high school to someone who was going to be the past. It was going to be a pastor. He was in college to become a pastor. And I was Bible club president, supposed to say prayer at graduation. And in the middle of the night, I ran away with another guy for no real reason. As soon as the runaway was over, I was done. It was just primal, kind of, I couldn't explain it then. And so now here I am, 18, already divorced, already, you know, let God down and all the people down because I was certain I was going to be a missionary or pastor's wife. And then I went and committed adultery on purpose and burned all those bridges. And so no electricity, boarded up home, feeling in a small town too. So you don't get away with things like that very well in small towns. It's, it's hard to, you know, rise again. And at 18, that felt really huge. And like life was just over in a lot of ways. And, and also I'm very grateful. I'm, I've kind of been an optimist most of my life. And I think a lot of that was, whether it came from survival or whatever, like I'm grateful for it. Um, I was working in a jewelry store and this lady came in and she was showing her body before and afters and talking about all this weight that she lost. And at the time I was obsessed with diet and weight. And she was also talking about how she made all this money and turned her life around going into business with this company and that I could turn my life around too. And she would lead me and I could have my own business. And so instead of paying my electric bill, I invested in an Herbalife distributor kit. <laughs> and um, thankfully, Walkman battery operated uh, cassette tape players were a thing back then because uh, there was a little cassette tape in there that I was listening to. There was, wasn't any sheetrock in my home and the home was on stilts and it was like this white uh, boarded up home. And I just remember listening to it and I was very messy. So I had piles of clothes and stuff everywhere. Plus there wasn't light, right? So I'm hanging out in certain little areas. And I was listening to Jim Rohn and Jim Rohn started telling the story uh, or giving this story of, hey, you're in this metaphorical sailboat was kind of what he was saying. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you're headed in a direction. And just like in a boat, if you head in a direction, you're going to eventually arrive at a certain destination. And he was like, if you want to know what your destination is, look at the choices you've made already, how you grew up, where you've been. I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is not looking good because I I think I told you I'd already been molested. I'd already, like, I had already, I'd shoplifted on base. My dad was so embarrassed. He took an early retirement out of the military. Like, I just had some really big stories about who I'd been up to that point. And, um, and he said, the good news is all you have to do is set your sail in a new direction. And it may take you longer, but as long as you keep going and going, because your sail is set in this new direction, you will eventually arrive. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's great. I mean, I felt like he was talking right to me in this very dark space. 
And um, he said, the way that you learn and start going in this new direction is go get mentors. And I was like, oh my gosh, he was going to mentor me, <laughs> you know, like, Ugh. and then um, he said, if you can't find mentors, the good news is the library is full of them. There are books where people have taken their life's greatest lessons and they've taken all this time and they've put that wisdom, their best wisdom inside of the books. So I read 75 books that year and I know because I kept track. <laughs> I listened to, I cannot tell you how many audio programs Tony Robbins was next and was so like right on, you know, with all my enthusiasm, you can imagine 20 something years ago. Um, and 24, I think, let me do the math. Uh, yeah, so basically um, that changed everything for me. It started the beginning of a path. I had a one-time check of uh, $8,753.23, uh, roughly. And um, I only did it once because I still had a lot to learn, but what it taught me is I couldn't believe that in a book I could learn to communicate. I couldn't believe in a book I could apply some things and earn a living, you know, and change how I ate and shopped and communicated and all of these things. And so I got really addicted to self-development. And one thing I like to share is a lot of times people think, okay, I found this solution, whatever it is, a new diet, a spiritual awakening, you know, a new relationship. And you think like, okay, now it's here. Or maybe you finally hit this major goal. You're wealthy, you're, you have your body. And I certainly thought that I was going to arrive at this place and I would know it when I was there. And part of it was that story, right? You're going to arrive at this destination. Um, and that's not because that's Jim Rohn telling me you're going to arrive. Certainly he didn't say, you know, it was all about continuing to grow, but it, it looked like the stock market on a good trend. You know, that means it goes up and then way down. So another big mistake and then up again, but overall there's a rise. Right. And so it wasn't too long after that. I found myself married and divorced again and dancing in a strip club and then find someone put rohepnol in my tea and so then i'm like okay i've got to change something's got to give and i already knew i wasn't gonna find or live the life that i wanted in that club but i just the money was this like i didn't see another way that i could make that amount of money and so I was waiting for that other way to arrive or one of my network marketing businesses or something to, you know, kick off. And then a painful enough event happened that I went, okay. I mean, even before that, I developed this allergy to cigarette smoke. And every time I would work, I'd end up like not being able to go back in, but I wasn't listening. My body was telling me but I wasn't listening and I also wasn't valuing myself enough. Like part of it was I didn't believe that I was smart enough, good enough, and partly the sexual abuse as well. I, I had more confidence in using my body to get something, right? It was still this kind of lower energy. It was higher than where I'd been before, right? But lower than where I wanted to go or where I am now. And so, um, 
I love to share that because I think, you know, many, many years I kept waiting for this moment to come when I felt worthy, you know, worthy to share, worthy to give, worthy to whatever. And, you know, it's real easy when you're looking at other people, as many times as you hear it, it can seem like, no, but really, there's going to be a time when I've got all my stuff together and life is, but it's, you know, it's not ever totally like that. It does get better and better. The challenges shift and thank goodness that they do. Right. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it went like that. And then I was reading Think and Grow Rich and um, I thought, okay, if I could do anything, I would love to interview successful people like Napoleon Hill. He did that. I want to do that. And I want to be paid for it. And I was naive enough to just do what he said in chapter one and shout it out loud, use all my enthusiasm, you know, daydream. I was like kind of enthusiasm on fire or something like that, you know, <laughs> ignorance on fire. And, um, and someone called me and said, Hey, there's a job that I had when I was younger, it gave me amazing skill sets uh, skill set. This person I watched go from an apartment with nothing in it, but like a bed and a chair to a million dollar company. And so I was like, okay, and I'm about 23 then. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I buried that I'd ever been a stripper, you know, and I like tried to look older and act really mature and all this stuff. But I had to pass all these psychology tests I get the job and I find out my job is calling CEOs of 10 million plus companies and trying to get them to pay to be featured on the Discovery Channel on Pat Summerall Productions. And the sales process was interviewing them. Freaking interviewing them. I wasn't even done with the book. I wasn't even done with the book, Melissa. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff works, you know? <laughs> it only made me more addicted to, you know, all this stuff. And, and so that just opened a whole new world for me. I started, I learned the skills to be able to speak with influential people. I learned, and so I started to get this reputation for that. And, and one of my friends, um, started a company where he it was a success it was called success university and so he was like hey will you call and he knew i was friends with dennis waitley and he was like from the who's been in the secret but is a legend and so he was like can you help me and go get these different people to give me an hour of their content and so i ended up getting to work with jim Rohn, dan melman Jan levanzant zig ziglar louis like all these incredible um, people that had been my celebrities and still are, you know, um, and, and they, you know, they loved me because I would just be calling them for opportunities. And so it really, it, you know, I went on to do a lot of other things. I worked with a designer that dressed prints and I worked with celebrities that are most, you know, many people's celebrities I got to dress Katy Perry Rihanna and like um Cher and all these other people um but you know as I was going along um I started realizing that there were times that I was manifesting from my masculine and there were times that I was manifesting from my feminine 
And that when I slipped into pockets of calling on my feminine, I didn't know it was my feminine at first, but those pockets created like incredible, what seemed like magical leaps in my life. Like that, okay, you've been drugged and raped. I mean, I was literally a stripper who had just been drugged and raped and kind of naive optimist. And two months later, I'm interviewing CEOs and I'm my name's running on the Discovery Channel as a producer. That came from, yes, masculine energy. So men and women, we have both. Um, but mostly we have learned and it's been articulated the masculine side of manifesting for lots of reasons because great men like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, you know, Napoleon Hill, Wayne Dyer, they articulated these things and they're men who live mostly in their masculine articulating these things. And then women, we go learn from those things and now we take them on mostly from our masculine because we've been taught by men and we live in a society that honors the achieve, do, go, you know, set the goal, write it down, research it, make it happen. All very important pieces. I'm very masculine, but the, I'm also very feminine. And, and as women, what I've realized is that when we men or women, but I love working with women, but so many men have read my book now that <laughs> it's like, um, when we unlock and work with our feminine energy, what happens is not only balance, but less burnout. And it's, it's a totally different experience. So I know I've been going for a while now, so I'll let you pop in and say anything or ask anything that yeah, like. I just I think that's really really interesting um because I don't think a lot of people think about manifesting either from a masculine or feminine perspective but what you're saying is so true we this is a very much male dominated society and it's only been in the last gosh what I mean, a little more than 50 years or whatever that women have finally even stepped in to be CEOs or, you know, to do all of these things and all of the materials that are out there, you're absolutely right, are from men to talk about the masculine perspective. And I think that it's interesting. So what do you find, how could someone tap into that feminine energy in order to manifest? Well, first is an awareness of it, right? And so again, I honor the men and I honor the masculine in myself. And even the books by women, many of them are talking about how they applied the masculine principles to get, or yeah, and there are a lot of great women. I'm not going to say that. We, but however, however, the first part is the awareness. And so there are a few core concepts that I love to to explain because when we understand the why it makes a difference like for instance this past weekend i went in an rv camper with my daughter and her friend and my boyfriend and they were jumping in the rv and i thought i could go in there and say stop jumping in the rv but instead i brought them outside 
And I was like, come here, I'm gonna show you something. And I showed him the jacks that were holding up the RV to make it more balanced that had been knocked out because of their <laughs> jumping. And I was like, you see that when, when you jump, well, here's what that's for. And when it's there, the RV is more stable, but when you jump, it knocks off. So if you'll do me a favor. So they were more willing to participate because their minds understood. And you're a teacher, so I'm sure you know lots about how we learn. So the first thing is accepting the concept that, wow, there could be a masculine way and there could be a feminine way, right? So there are a few core concepts that I want to lay down for understanding and awareness. Because once you accept those, then you're more open to move and work with those principles, right? Yeah. So one is that I like to start with just, I'm a very spiritual person. So from a spiritual perspective, from and, and you know, my awakening was through Christ and Christ's energy, right? But lots of religions, lots of cultures say, hey, we are, there's an ultimate creator that we are created by and are connected to, and we are in the image of that creator. So if we are in the image of that creator and we see male and female and everywhere that we look, or if you look at nature and you say, we are part of nature. Well, everywhere in nature, there is both male and female, masculine and feminine, a boy plant and a girl plant, right? So if there's that, then I remember the first time I, I started to contemplate that and I went, wow, as someone who has spent a lot of time in Christ energy with God the Father, going, wow, there is a version of God that looks like me, like, wow. So whether you're looking at it from energy or God or whatever you call it, nature, it's like if there is masculine, there is also feminine. And so just realizing that, and, and if this is what God, the feminine and human form looks like, then I, I, it's worth diving into her nature and to her gifts, just like I appreciate all the male gifts. And I gladly, even though I can pick up my own bags, love when there's a muscular guy around that is happy to pick them up. And I will gladly allow you to use those muscles, you know? Like it's not, again, it's not an either or. So just like I can appreciate all those things, it's worth looking at what is in the nature of me as a woman that is valuable and beautiful. That's one. The second thing is now that we're looking at that, going, okay, through a woman, through a female, from other world or wherever spirits come from, there is a spirit that comes from nowhere, lives in the body of a woman, and then is birthed, she is the portal from spirit into physical reality. So through a woman, nothing, from nowhere, spirit comes, and then is moved through a woman and walks about as physical reality. That's manifesting anything, whether it's a vision of like Walt Disney imagining Disney World, Martin Luther King imagining a time where we'd be free. If it is, you know, the business, the art, the relationship, the body, the music, the painting, whatever, it starts from apparently nowhere, right? Or other world 
in this imagination and then it comes through and is birthed into physical reality. So male or female, <laughs> it's worth looking at what, what is in a woman and in her nature because in our DNA live the codes for we're the original manifestors. We're the original portals of spirit into physical reality. And so there's so much um, just in, first of all, contemplating that, you know, and receiving that and going, wow, that's me. That's who I am. That's the essence. That's my nature. And as you know, as someone who works with people and their beliefs and their it's you know it's the starting point because whether male or female we will only allow ourselves to receive what we feel worthy of receiving you'll only allow yourself to ask for the raise the position the money take the leap on the if if you see someone and you want to be in relationship with them if you think they're out of your league you're not going to go <laughs> step up to them without overcompensating or trying to, you know, bedazzle them, you know, or doing a, going to a witch doctor for a magic potion, you know, you're not it. But if you believe that you are the queen of your queendom, equal, worthy, just as beautiful, lovely, rich, fantastic, then you'll make the move, right? If you believe you're worthy. So it's the same thing with money. A lot of us have you know, beliefs about manifesting and about money and about worthiness. And for women, this goes deep for a lot of reasons. Look at the Me Too campaign, look at the body shaming and, and objectifying and just different things, you know, and I say all that as I'm a person that loves sexy clothes, I love striptease classes, I love beauty, I love all of that. It's just when it's twisted to your value is in these things. It's in uh, whatever society says. If, you know, uh, having a thigh gap is the hot thing or having a big booty is the hot thing. And depending on what side of the country you're in, you know, they're valued differently. Um, it's when we're getting our significance and our value from things outside and from displaced ideas and then add to that each of us have we've all grown up you know with different reasons to believe different things about how much we can make how much we can ask for what's ours how you go about getting it which women we've risen so much and a lot of that has been through using our masculine energy to play a masculine game um, but more and more, there's a rise of the feminine, the nurturer, the need for relaxation, the need for beauty for the sake of beauty, love for the sake of love, you know, all of this um, intuitive knowing, uh, all of that is like coming, coming into alignment now. So yeah, the starting point is accepting and coming home to that there is even a feminine side of things and that there is value, real value in that. And also accepting that like valuing yourself 
like coming home into the body, into your own beauty, your own brilliance, just for like for the sake of it, that that's really the starting point for not just receiving money, but anything that you want to receive. And I, I think for women, um, you know, it, it's just so huge because so much of our value for the years before was about, well, the man is the provider and I need to be quiet, stay in my place. He's the man, he gets to make the choices. And then when women started getting the opportunity to step up, you know, it was all about, you know, doing it a certain way and go, go, go achieve. You swim with the sharks, you know, and not get eaten, like all of that kind of stuff. And then being bashed for showing up that way, you know? And so, yeah, a lot of it is about learning to come home to our own beauty, feminine energy, intuition, and in order to come home to that intuition, a lot of those intuitive knowings come from where? From your gut, from your heart, from your brain, and all those things are organs in your body. And so when we have a society of women that hate their bodies because of whatever reason, whether it was domestic violence, physical traumas that had them leave it, or the campaigning of your body's not good enough Ooh, look at that cellulite uh, you're you know so that we could buy more diet pills slimming waste products and blah 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 you know the millions of dollars uh it makes sense you know that like how can how can you receive the the inklings that are for your highest and greatest good and where you need to go next if you are not in alignment and you hate the very body that's meant to give you those messages right so it's so it's so interesting women manifest money with this book we've i've had women when i ran the game live and some of the women in the course manifested one woman just a few days ago manifested three thousand dollars in less than an, a like six hour period right and when I first did this, I found women manifesting. One woman manifested her dream home, Courtney, with a, a horse paddock and um, presents for her five kids. Another woman, Manic Courtney, not Courtney, Haley, manifested um, a dream car down to the peacock color. But the incredible thing is, yes, the money was flowing, but the things that they said about them knowing themselves as worthy, as able to receive, and not only able, but the manifesting queens of their queendom, um, those are the most valuable gifts, and they're the base of this. And uh, so the, the gifts end up being way more uh, sustainable and intangible, and yet that's the thing that moves the money because then money is just uh it's like when you have a champion if you've ever seen an athlete and i was not athletic i didn't uh play any sports but i have three athletes as children and all my men have been athletes you know if you ever see an athlete 
especially my 20s, I'd go to learn something new, like, I don't know, tennis, or, you know, I remember softball and looking into this uh, light and the softball hit me right here and I was done, right? And I, I was so um, nervous and insecure and like, I'm not an athlete, I can't do it. But you see an athlete and they step up to any new game. They're like, let me at it. Oh, dang, I fell. Let me at it. I'm going to get it because their core belief is like, this is fun. I can do it. The challenges aren't a big deal. It's part of it, right? So it's the same kind of thing. If you're coming to the game, like, you know, I, I can't be too big. I better not talk too loud. My position is at stake that, you know, with all these negatives and oh universe could I have I'd really love to pay my bills and maybe a nice velvet outfit you know for extra um versus like no I'm the queen and I'm a co-creator with God God loves me as much as you know Oprah Winfrey or you know President Obama or whoever your heroes are you Beyonce Britney Spears I don't know whoever you whoever you love and admire that you think is God at all. Um, spirit loves me just as much. And I am absolutely not only equal, but called to create, celebrate, express, explore, desire, design. And you come to it with that game and that mentality, uh, you're going to move through it faster, right? And anything that you approach, you're, you're gonna succeed at. And money, money's a major thing because when women don't have money, they are trapped. They are trapped in the job, trapped in the relationship, trapped in their choices, trapped in what they can provide for their children, um, what they can provide for themselves. And then they often go back into old behaviors of staying in things that don't serve them, right? I was so. talking about this on the podcast that I did on Wednesday. I was talking about the universe matches our energy and a big part of why we don't get what we want is because our we may be saying our voices may say this is what i want but our energy says i don't believe i can actually have it and it's that confidence level that you talk about and you know when you said that some of the gifts are intangible that just blew me away because you're so right to be able to love your body and not feel that, oh, I, my, I, my legs need to be thinner, my stomach, oh, I have this, you know, extra skin from having children and being able to say, I look good. I love my body. It, my body carries me. I respect it. That is a huge thing for most women. I think that that's a rare thing for most women. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with that, that that is probably a bigger gift than the actual money because you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but happiness with yourself and in confident in being who you are and the freedom to be who you are. That's enormous. It's huge. And I think that the war on women, be it the actual war of domestic violence, raping, pillaging, controlling, or the media campaigns that millions of dollars are spent to get us to want to go purchase the things, um, intentional or not, that, that choice 
to stand in your sacred space, your body. Just think about it. Imagine going home and never feeling safe. And I know you can because you talk about leaving a toxic relationship. Like there is no rest. And yet this is the home that your spirit lives in. So if you're constantly not at home, not safe, hating, not there, like how can your spirit ever settle in and be all that she's meant to be? And it is the most ridiculous waste of time and energy, like how much energy I wrung out on like hating this body, right? So um, I love to give this story so that it doesn't seem, well, because it expresses very much who I am and I think you'll relate to and a lot of women relate to is, and that is that Cleopatra had a whole room dedicated to her makeup and a whole room dedicated to bathing. And the reason that she did is she believed that putting on makeup was an act of magic. And the reason she believed that is she believed this really, this body really is a temple. And if it is a temple, any religion, the temple is the dwelling place of God or spirit or where you meet the supernatural. So if this temple is where we meet God, where we meet spirit, right inside of this physical body, then just like the candles need to be in the perfect place and you set and you clean and everything. Like I know in the Bible, there's, I just remember, I don't remember which chapter it was, but it's like all dedicated to exactly how you set the temple and it had to be so religiously perfect for God to show up. Well, you know, she believed this is the temple of God. So putting on makeup then became an act of magic because this is ascending, receiving vibrational space. And like you said, in different words, we attract not what we want, but what we are, what we're vibrating, what we're a space for. And so I also love to imagine spirits flying around and that even if you knew everything, the greatest gift would be able to go, okay, I want to squeeze into a body and try climbing the mountain or tasting ice cream or hugging a child, right? Like feeling that. Or like I think about dollhouses and how I would play with my dollhouse or if you had a little model airplane, it would be so cool to build something like that and then go, what would it be like to sit there on aisle four and look up and look around? You know, it's like as a creator, the, one of the greatest gifts is to get to squeeze into a body and experience what does the rain feel like? What does it feel like to be in the center of the thing that I've created, right? And so, you know, it's such a gift to be here. And so many of us spent, or I know I spent a lot of my life, you know, in the future, in the past, regretting things, hating my body, out of my body. And so one of the greatest works and the greatest healing things that I did was learning to come into the body and just go, okay, I love you. I'm grateful to squeeze back into that body you're sitting in. That is your sovereign property. It's your real estate. It's what you own. It's yours, <laughs> you know, until it's not anymore. And we pray every day that we get another chance, you know, to wake up 
inside of these bodies. And so um, that's the base. And I think it's one of the greatest healing things that a woman can do. And men too, but I'm, you know, uh, as we do that, we begin to allow ourselves to, you know, it's one of the biggest places of hate that we, that, that we do. And I just think like, I see my nine-year-old girl and one of the ways that I was able to shift some of my thoughts is that I, I would think when she was young, I would think like, if she was thinking this, would I be okay with her thinking this? Would I want her thinking, okay, well, what would I want her to think? Because I, I knew it didn't matter what I told her. She would catch my feeling. She would catch my beingness. You know, it's more than what I was saying with my words. Just like the universe catches our beingness. And we can use our words to begin to shape and mold our feelings and thoughts and, and then create change. But it is about like, who are you being? How are you feeling? What chemistry is running in this body as you're asking? So if you're running, I hate myself, I hate myself, please give me a better body because I hate this one so much. Or give me more money because I hate this one so much. You know, I hate the bank account. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't flow. And if it does, it doesn't flow for long or it's not satisfying. So it's like, we've got to learn um, you don't have to do anything, but if, if you want that freedom and peace and the ability to manifest and draw in, then it's the base. And guess what? The money is the bonus and it will come, but it's the bonus because you want the money. Why? So you can buy all these things and feel secure and love yourself. So, Hey, <laughs> let's start with loving yourself. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, that's, really the core of what it's all about is learning. Well, we're here to learn love in all of its forms, but I think the most important love is the love of ourselves because I think so many of us have experienced traumas and things in life that have caused us not to love ourselves. And so it's all about getting back to that space where, you know, when we were born, we weren't born hating ourselves. Those were just conditions that we learned. I, this is such an interesting conversation. I want to thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. And I know personally, I can't wait to read your book. And like, now I've got to go as soon as we're done to go find it. So if people want to read your book or if they would like to work with you, because I believe you said that you were doing a little bit of coaching. So if someone wanted to follow you, purchase your book or work with you, how would they do that? Yeah. Awesome. So a couple things. Um, I am, uh, right now focused predominantly on the book. So there are people that are leading book clubs and I'm, there's no charge for leading a book club. They're using it to build engagement in their groups and to really have breakthroughs. And so as long as I can, and as long as I'm inspired to, I'm, if a book, doing a book club is something you want to do and you're listening, I do a little 30 second minute long videos saying, hey, thanks for reading along with Amy Lee. Um, I'm so excited to meet with you. And I also do some Zoom uh, Q&As after for as my time and schedule permits. And I'm, it really lights me up to do that because the women leading the groups get to facilitate this you know, conversation and they get to make a difference. And then I get to reach people 
that I would not have reached otherwise. So it's it's really so, so beautiful. One of my favorite things right now. So, so if I were to lead a book group in my uh, on my Reiki with Melissa page, if we had some people interested in that, then you would be um, able to do that. So if I'm going to put this out there on my Facebook page, so go there. I'm going to put a post and take a poll to see how much interest we would have in that. And if we have some interest in that, I think that is something that would be very beneficial to all of us. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's my favorite favorite right now. And so um, Majestic Money, the 30-day Femme Manifesting Game. It's on Amazon. It's in um, Kindle for $3.33. And it's completely transformational. And then you can get the paperback as well. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Adora's Groove or find me on Facebook, um, Adora Crystal Evans, and then um, adorachrystal.com is the website as well. But I love, love, love helping women to wake up to the, the power and truth of who they are. So it, it really is about a celebration of every woman's individual wisdom and that portal being owning that femme energy, that femme body, that femme knowing and deep self-love, and then asking the universe for the abundance and the prosperity that each of us deserve. So I'm, I'm excited and thank you so much for the work that you're doing, Melissa, and for having me. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And I am going to have all of her social media links in the description to this podcast. So if you just go to the podcast notes, you'll be able to click on them to get to uh, Adora, to her social media and also her website. And again, don't forget to go to Facebook because I am going to put a post out there about the book club because I was already thinking that I wanted to read it myself anyway. And if there are people who want to read it with me, I would love to do the book club because that would be such an amazing way to engage and also hold each other accountable, but also to get some great new ideas. So thank you so much for offering the book club. That is really a cool idea. And I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. This was so much fun. I always love having conversations with like-minded people who are open and willing to explore all of the possibilities that the universe has to offer. So thank you for being here with me today. Oh, thank you, Melissa. <laughs> and I want to thank you all so much for being here with me today as well. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes or share it with your friends. That helps others to find me, which helps me and my mission to heal as many people as possible. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. And if you're there for the live, I pick a card for you as well. I also post videos to Instagram. And my YouTube channel has free guided meditations for you and EFT tapping. So go check that out. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll find a list of services I offer as well as how you can book. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.